Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Even when I know it's over, my head says no, but in my
welcome, welcome. And that is um, off of Patrick Van Burek's latest release, Open Your Eyes. And uh, welcome to a special edition of the Indie Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network. Um, I have Patrick with me today, as well as my co-host, Spencer Drake from um, New York. And um, it was really weird as I was getting ready to go on the air, I got this warning that we're going to, I mean, I'm in California, and I know that both of these gentlemen are on the East Coast, but it was so weird. I got this uh, emergency alert telling me um, a potent winter storm and high winds and possible snow and rain are going to arrive here tonight, and it's going to go through till Wednesday, so that's kind of freaky, weird on the vineyards. But anyway, I am going to bring my host on and uh, my um, my co-host on and also my guest. And we're going to be talking about Patrick's newest release and um, a little bit about some of the other things that he does, which are really kind of really exciting and um, fun. And also my co-host, Spencer, who will be talking a little bit about some of the things that are going on with him. So let me bring both Patrick and Spencer on. Hi, guys. What a way hey, to start show. Hey, Patrick. I get that alert. <laughs> right doing, on Spencer? my phone is I'm, get, I'm plugging in to do my show, and then the alert goes off, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Wow. You know, I mean, you guys are used to it. We were talking a little bit about it before the show started, and you were telling me how um, Patrick um, was telling me how he's got people bundled up so much that they can't even move. Yeah. You know, because yep. you guys are in – mine is zero temperatures in New York. And, Patrick, you know what? I don't even know. Where are you calling in from? What area? So I'm calling in from central Jersey right now, but I'm about only 30 minutes outside of Manhattan. So uh, I was oh, – we, wow. we were all in the okay. same polar vortex that we got hit with for the past two days. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it's coming this way through. now. <laughs> Maybe we're it bounced back. No yeah. here. That's crazy. I have to get my camera out. You know, you guys like, you know, both of you know I love to take pictures. I got to take pictures out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anyway, welcome. It's Friday, and um, I'm so glad Patrick's here because this was a rescheduled show because last time Patrick was supposed to be on, we were having fires. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's going to think. Rain, snow, fires, floods, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, we're going to we're gonna leave all that behind. Yeah. Right. I know. I know. <laughs> so, Pat, Patrick, that was a, a really cool track. Um, I can't let you go off your newest release, Open Your Eyes. And um, do you want to talk? Because I have a few tracks in the studio, and I wanted to let you, um, you know, talk a little bit more about your latest release and about some of the other things you're doing and then Spencer and I will have questions for you. So do you want to just go for it and just tell our listeners sure. a little bit about your latest release and also I can't let you go what that's about. That's a great yeah, song. Yeah, um, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm so excited about this new album. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, the album's called uh, Open Your Eyes. It's available on iTunes, mm-hmm. Amazon, uh, the streaming services. So just look up uh, Patrick Van Buerk, open your eyes. Um, we we put the record out uh, just before the holidays and stuff, and it's been getting you know a lot of great buzz, and, and we've done um, uh, some radio campaigns around the country. 
Um, so, you know, mm-hmm. getting some airplay. So that, that lead track, I can't let you go, um, is, is one of the ones that uh, a lot of people are responding to. Um, you know, it's one, one of the things I'm really proud about with this record is that, um, this is, uh, my, it's not my first album. I've, I've been uh, doing releases with my band Beethoven for, for decades. And, but this is really like my first commercial solo album, but it's far from a solo effort. Um, it has such great cast of, of background vocalists and musicians on there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm playing all the guitars on the album and all the lead vocals, but I have um, such great people that, that we worked with, um, the producer Tim Keys, um, all of those great background vocalists. It's, it's really a, a live, real people playing real instruments, real voices, organic um, uh, record. So I'm, I'm very, very excited to get out there and play it live too. That's so cool. Any upcoming gigs um, this weekend that we um, can announce? Well, I'm setting up, uh, so I'm, I'm going on a uh, sort of an East Coast tour, um, and uh, we're announcing the dates as we go along. So there, there's, uh, oh, if you cool. go to my Facebook page, Patrick Van Burek uh, Facebook, um, or you can actually hop over to that, I think, from the, the Twitter side as well. Um, I'm calling mm-hmm. my tour this year the Age of Industry Tour, and uh, it's uh, oh, nice. the 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 interesting point is is because it's it's a um, it's sort of a comment on uh, me and my point in my music career. You know, I'm I'm sort of a uh, you know a lot of people are still discovering who I am, but I'm 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 really a veteran as well. I've been in the business a very long time, so this is sort of an age. Um, I'm at an age in my life of, of uh, reinventing myself and, and um, you know, adapting to this new uh, business model that's out there in the music business. So that was where mm-hmm. that, that uh, title came from. But um, I'll, we'll be playing, uh, we'll have a couple dates um, in New York City. Um, I usually do a great venue called the Cell Theater in Chelsea. Um, I do that. Uh, probably we'll have, we'll have one uh, in, in the March or April time frame. Um, I'll also oh, nice. I have two dates that are, are scheduled um, at an art center in um, Ewing, New Jersey, just outside of Philadelphia, um, uh, called the 1867 Sanctuary. I'm playing there June 15th, mm-hmm. 2019, and also on uh, November 9th. Um, I'll let you guys in on it. Uh, you know, we're going to officially announce this, but on the June 15th date, I'm scheduled to be um, having as my opener an incredible artist named Walter Parks who um, played, uh, he, he spent 10 years playing with uh, Richie Haven. Oh yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. An, he's an incredible artist. I, I'm, I'm over the moon that Walter um, is going to come on this uh, 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 show with me. And then in November um, I'll have a good friend of mine, Jack Moore um, doing really cool guitar stuff, opening the show. Um, Jack is uh, the co-founder of, the 90s um, uh, rock group Tall Stories, who uh, Tall oh, Stories yeah. had a couple incredible records in the in the 90s and, and early 2Ks, and also um, their lead singer uh, Steve Augeri was uh, the first guy to replace Steve Perry and Journey. Um, wow. Jack's an incredible guitarist. That's so I'm very right. excited about him joining. That's right. Incredible. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. So, okay. So I, wow. I'm announcing more dates as we go along, and I'm and I, I have a little surprise, more surprises in store. Um, because I, I love, mm-hmm. I love, I love having like these kind of great matchups and and playing with mm-hmm. artists too who um, 
sort of inspire me to up my game. So it's making sure that, you know, we're giving the, the audience uh, as, as great a show as possible. Um, and also, uh, you know, really putting um, some, some top-notch combinations together. So I'm very excited about it. Oh, great. That's awesome. You know, I wanted to spell your last name for everyone. It's B-A-M-B-U-R-A-K for everyone That's listening it. live. Um, this yes. show also will be available on iTunes afterwards and also on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. Um, you know, I wanted to bring up, um, because in your bio, besides the music that you're doing, which is really exciting, you're currently in the process of writing your very first book, a bio on your great-grand-uncle, the former New yeah. Jersey governor, Harold Hoffman. That's kind yes. of cool. Yes. yes, so I've been wow. in um, uh, heavy research mode for the past few years. Um, mm-hmm. I, he, he's, he's my uh, great-grand-uncle. My, my mother, um, when she was a child, uh, and all through actually until he passed away, she knew him very well. So I have people still in my family who knew him in life. He, he passed away in 1954. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm, my research, I'm calling this like I'm going to college. So I'm giving myself probably another year or two um, for a good three or four year stretch of, of getting this research done um, to get this book to, um, you know, to then put the pen to paper to tell his incredible incredible life story um you know he he came uh, born and raised in south Amboy, new jersey um enlisted in the army and fought uh, in the first world war came home a war hero and was swept up into um you know the the that world of of sort of the the new gen this returning generation of people going into politics to um you know change change the world again and he he was in Congress. Um, he was the first uh, commissioner of motor vehicles um, in the state of New Jersey when nothing like that really? happened before. Yeah. <laughs> and then wow. he, he was governor. Um, <laughs> he was also governor during the tail end of the Lindbergh case, so the crime of the century, the kidnapping of Charles Lindbergh Jr. Oh, yeah. um, I'm very good friends with the author Robert Zorn, who's written a really great book on the case called Cemetery John. And part of my research and my work with Roberts, including um, re- a lot of in-depth research about the kidnapping case. Um, so I did, I did appear on um, uh, the television show Mysteries at the Museum this past year um, in a special episode about the Lindbergh case where I talked about uh, my Uncle Harold while he was governor and what his opinions were on the case and, and things that he had done um, with his involvement in, in trying to find – uh, he, he believed that while Bruno Houtman, who was the man who was arrested, tried, and convicted, and then executed as the sole kidnapper, um, mm. my uncle believed that they were more involved and that they needed to continue this investigation and, and get um, the rest of this gang that committed this crime. And it was just not politically um, uh, uh, you know, beneficial for the people who had won this case to spend any more time you know, chasing, de- chasing it down. They had got, gotten their, their accolades. And then moved on to you know their glory, and and so it was it was something that wasn't um, pursued. But we did, yeah. The Travel Channel. Um, if you watch the Mysteries at the Museum show, it's from season twenty, I believe. Uh, the mm-hmm. it's called the Lindbergh Kidnapping. It's an hour long special, and I was uh, on location with Don Wildman, the host um, in Trenton. We filmed our segment there, 
Oh, wow. And um, anybody, who, anybody who has the uh, Travel Channel app or if you have on-demand through, or through your cable mm-hmm. provider or whatever, you, you can be able to uh, watch the show and see me talk about the case. Wow. That's trippy. That's incredible. Isn't it, Spencer? Yeah. Yeah, amazing. I know. You know, I want to um, circle back to your music. And first I want to congratulate you on your first book, and that must be really exciting for you. But I want to circle back to your music. I wanted to ask, who plays with you on this uh, uh, latest release, Open Your Eyes? Who else is uh, with you on this? So I have, yeah, I have a, a, a really – uh, it's a great band. It's sort of like the house band from the record label that I'm mm-hmm. on because we've done many albums playing for other artists and it's the same crew of players. So it's uh, myself. I do mm-hmm. all the guitars on the, uh, on the uh, record. And I also play bass oh, on the cool. track, let it go. And then um, mm-hmm. the bass player for the balance of everything else is a man by the name of Danny Caruso, who's an incredibly talented uh, and he's a veteran. Mm-hmm. Bass player. He's very um, well known in, in, uh, the New York, New Jersey area, um, worked actually with a lot of the artists, um, that I've, uh, met in, in recent, uh, years, uh, including Jack Moore and Steve Conti, um, from the New York Dolls. Uh, they oh, all yeah, know Danny. Steve. Here we go. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Tim <laughs> Keys, who's the producer, yeah. uh, Tim Keys plays the keyboards and also did, he's a composer, classical composer. So he did all of the orchestration, um, that's on the albums cause there's a, beautiful um, string orchestration that's on the second mm-hmm. song on the record um, called I Just Don't Love You Anymore. And uh, then uh, there's a drummer by the name of Cliff Ramsey and then the background vocalist, um, a, a woman by the name of Tina Sarah, who is a, uh, actually, she's a classically trained and performing soprano um, opera singer, <laughs> right? Singing on my album. Wow. Um, Tara Day, who is, wow. uh, has a really great, um, uh, silky smooth blending voice. Uh, um, she's a she's a pop artist with her own record that's actually out called Loved. Um, uh, Michaela Collins and um, also I have a duet with uh, a rising new star by the name of Alice Singer. Um, we have our our uh, uh, song Loved that's also on the album where where we do a duet together. I think oh, so. Nice. Oh, how I cool! I think I've pretty much covered everyone, but I think at the tally, it's like it's almost uh, ten or uh, eleven people that are on the record. You know, there could be somebody awesome. else who snuck in there that I'm not sure about. But where did you record it's it? Really? Where? Um, so we recorded it all mm-hmm. at. Uh, so it's in New Jersey. At uh, I'm on a mm-hmm. record label called API Records. Um, so we have a mm-hmm. uh, Pro Tools studio. Um, so we did all of the primary recording there and then the mixing and the mastering um actually went to danny caruso's studio which is also in new jersey um and mm-hmm. uh he had he had done all all of that work um to get the final masters because uh, the, the album has a really it's, it's got a really great sound to it um you know one of those things too with the fact that everything is is live on it so there's there's you know live drums it's it's uh, all live guitars and live bass and, and these vocalists and stuff. It has a real great sonic range to it. Um, so we really mm-hmm. spent a lot of time making sure those mixes were right and the masters were correct. You know, I I would have the producer, I co-produced the record with Tim Keyes. And when we were in the mixing phase, he would be emailing me uh, mixes of the songs 
back and forth and I'd send him back, you know, like a email per track with all of my feedback. And then he'd go back and do another mix. And, and we went through this process for a couple of weeks until we got everything mm-hmm. just right. That's what you got to you know, I'd do. say, yeah, more guitars or bring the horns up. Or, you know, <laughs> I actually, I think I said more yeah, of everything. Cool. <laughs> um, let's talk about the different tracks on, on the, um, on your release, um, I can't let you go was what we opened up with, um, mm-hmm. and then we have falling. I have I have falling. Let it go, and uh, open your eyes. Obviously, yeah. Um, the title track. Do you want to talk about the different tracks that are on here? And then, sure. Spence, do you have any questions? Uh, no, no. The, you're going through it very well, covering the whole area. <laughs> <laughs> so Holly usually does. There it Holly Holly's the, she's got it covered. You got it covered. <laughs> Holly gets it covered. Uh one one question I want to ask though, uh, you did bring up something. Uh the the what's the background of your co producer on on this record, Tim Keys. Okay. Yes, yeah, so yeah. Tim Keys. He he is Tim Keys and I have been um musical partners and writing music together for uh over twenty five years at this stage. Um, he is a uh, Notre Dame music school trained, um, classically trained composer. And so he uh, wow. founded in, in the 90s, he fa- or late 80s, early 90s, he founded uh, API Records. Um, while mm-hmm. he was in school, he was coming up through, you know, with he had a rock band and toured around the country and stuff. But he was also at the same time um, studying composition. And so he has uh, an orchestra called the Tim Keys Consort. And um, he composes full symphonies, full oratorios, full wow. – um, uh, he has a requiem. All of these classic, classical masterworks for orchestras, anywhere from 60 musicians. And if you put in the, um, the, the chorus, uh, you know, the, all of the singers that may be part of the large-scale choral works – you could have um, when they do their performances, 80 plus musicians on stage. Um, so he, he is really a, uh, it, for me, it's just a, an incredible partnership to be able to um, work with someone of that technical caliber as well as his talent. Um, because, you know, we spend a lot of time, even though we, we've, we've done many rock albums together. Um, we talk just as much about, our conversations are about Mozart and Beethoven as much as they are about the Beatles and Led Zeppelin. Mm. Um, oh, how cool. So, you know, That's great. And I, I, I gained the benefit, too, of um, interacting with a lot of the classical musicians. So, you know, I've been touring the past few years um, with a cellist playing in my band instead of a bass player um, and just doing different things with the instrumentation that we use um, and using kind of this blending of of classical instruments and classical players and their point of view and mixing that with, uh, you know, that rock point of view. So Tim's really opened incredible doors to uh, the classical world for me. Uh, And and also, you know, it's interesting. I think um, it's not overproduced. I'm sure Holly agrees. You know, it's a very simple production, which I really like. It's like your your songs are simply uh, produced uh, throughout the whole album. I like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, we we took um thanks Spencer cuz cuz we really spent a lot of of time um yeah, one of one of the things I learned too I guess you know this record I guess is the culmination of 
not only, you know, all of the albums I was, I was doing and the songs I was writing with my bands and stuff, but all the years too of the session work I've been doing, um, doing albums for other artists and learning that studio craft, you know, knowing that, that, Hey, I can come in and play, you know, any kind of rock guitar solo as any, you know, anybody else, if you want Van Halen or you want, you know, Led Zeppelin, you want whatever I can do it. But I've, I've learned to say, you know what, I'm, I'm actually going to only play what's appropriate for the song and for the track. And Mm -hmm. I always, I always remember that quote from Clapton. If, if he's the one who, you know, I know he's, he wasn't the only one who said it, but, but it's always attributed to him. It's, it's what you don't play. Um, that matters just as much as what you do. And mm. so to keep it simple and say, you know, just what is needed to make the point, that's what we're trying right. to accomplish here and not fill right. it up with too much uh, junk. Because if you need all that stuff to prop up the song, then the song on its own is, is not, it's not good enough. You know, you, you, you right. can't use trickery to try and make the point in the song. The song should just do it with, with mm-hmm. its bare bones. So, but thanks wow, for that observation, Spence. I appreciate that. Yeah. That is, that is, that's so true. Yeah. Um, you know, I wanted to also bring up, um, do, you know, besides the Facebook page, are you on any other social networks, Patrick? So I'm on Instagram. Um, it's it's a page that's out there under my uh, original band name, Beethoven. That's B A I B O B E N. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then uh, I'm also uh, on Twitter and uh, then Facebook as well. Um, so th- those are sort of the main outlets. Uh, okay, cool. Gotta, and then the, you yeah. know, because I wanted to make sure everybody knows um, the show is is um, up on. Uh, Facebook. If you want to listen to it afterwards, you can click the link. It'll play it, and uh, so you can listen live now. Um, you know, so let's talk a little bit about what else you do. <laughs> You're like a man that <laughs> wears many hats. Um, seriously. So let's talk a little. <laughs> Spencer, stop it. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's funny. You're so cute. Um, because he knows what, where I'm going with this. Um, you're, right. <laughs> besides your music and the book you're writing, you're also a contributing writer for Black Belt Magazine, which we kind of touched on a little bit um, before the yeah. show, which I've known for a while. And then also, you do you're, you yourself are involved in radio. Why don't we talk a little bit yeah. about all the other things that you do? Yes, yeah, so... I uh, I have a, a radio program with my partner mm-hmm. um, Zach Martin, who is a uh, nationally mm-hmm. syndicated um, classic rock radio host. Zach and I are, mm-hmm. are uh, really great friends. <clears throat> so um, his we have a show called Zach Martin Rocks, and mm-hmm. um, he currently the radio program is on. Uh, you can catch it out in California on KKDJ, um, transmitting uh-huh. out of Fresno. Uh, it should be two hours of program Saturdays and Sundays over the weekend. Um, and we also have some streaming stations uh, online, so you can visit ZachMartinRocks.com. Um, mm-hmm. An aspect, though, of the show that I'm really excited about is, is that we um, 
uh, have a radio state studio in, in Manhattan, in New York. And so we bring artists in of, and guests in, and we will um, conduct, you know, interviews and, and basically put audio interviews together. And also I create um, videos from them. So I produce film and produce uh, video clips from all the, for all the great guests we have. And um, Including we're, what we're trying Spencer to do is, and Judith. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So you, you and, did. Uh, uh, let me let me get in on this one. The, the, you did three great interviews: uh, two with me and Judith, and one with me, Spencer for Sire. And I, yeah. I got to tell you, Pat, I sent it over to Seymour Stein at Sire. He loved it. I just want to tell oh, you that beautiful. I got feedback. Oh. And um, mm. anyway, three great interviews. And then we're going to do together. Uh, Holly, we're going to do a vinyl, art of vinyl show on YouTube. Never been done before. We're going to do like a museum oh, nice. structure show. Yeah. And then yeah. follow up, uh, I'll do my, you know, a gallery show later in the year. But I, I'm really excited about this YouTube beginning to get, because Pat, what he's done with our interviews is amazingly put, uh, we we both plug together on this to do a visual thing uh, when we're talking about something, which is illogical. And Pat did such great visuals on the interviews, if you see it, with what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, so Pat had a big play in that, and um, and I and I hear it's people are responding to it, right, Pat? I mean, it's a lot of hits on. That's oh, awesome. We we got yeah. So we have a YouTube channel. Uh, if you look up Zach Martin Rocks on YouTube, you can see all of the videos that are produced. Okay. Or if you look on Facebook, um, you can look either by Zach Martin Rocks or also um, uh, Big Fat American is the other name uh, for Zach Martin's Big Fat American Rock Show. (laughs) So you can search on those two terms on Facebook. But um, the interviews um, that we've run with uh, Spencer and Judith and and Spencer for Sire, I mean, it's, it's in particular on Facebook, it's tallying up thousands and thousands and thousands of views. Um, uh, because these cool. are yeah. these are stories. Um, you know, I, I was so excited to be able to get Spencer and Judith in. Um, uh, mm-hmm. You know, to to do those interviews together because the stories are the the their designs really are these milestones for the history of, of rock music, and um, mm-hmm. you can't hear these these inside details anywhere else except from the mouth of Spencer Dre to Judith Salad. Yeah. So, you know, it's like to you get had to that, be there a moment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, you're, but yeah. you, Absolutely. when they tell these stories, you know who they're talking about because these are the top artists and these are the top albums. Mm-hmm. And, and I always tell people, because <laughs> Spencer, I name drop you all the time, and I say, <laughs> guaranteed <laughs> that you know his work because there is a record sitting mm-hmm. in your house, CD, or there's a thumbnail on your iPhone somewhere from music you just downloaded that has one of his designs on it. So mm-hmm. um, we're we're really uh, it, it was we probably we probably have um, at least an hour close to an hour and a half I think of footage mm-hmm. published already with with the interviews. Um, I that saw that. The, it was cool. Yeah, with Spencer yeah. And, Judith and, and then the Spencer for Sire. Well, and so we've had um, Steve Conti from the New York Dolls on. We had, uh, of course, Jack Moore um, from uh, Tall Stories, mm-hmm. uh, Walter Parks, um, uh, Jeffrey Lee Campbell's another a good friend of mine who um, played guitar with Sting in the 80s on the mm-hmm. Nothing Like the Sun mm-hmm. tour. He has wow. a fabulous book called uh, Do Stand So Close. It's a memoir of the tour. And Jeffrey yep. was one of our um, early guests. Uh, and then we, we oh, include, uh, we've had uh, Carl Banks, 
New York Giants, uh, you know, Super Bowl champ, uh, Tiki Barber, um, you know, just all of the uh, interesting uh, people and personalities from uh, from the New York area. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So so Backmart Rocks is a big effort going going on right now. I just wanted to bring up. yeah, you know, Holly, I want to bring up something you'd be interested in also. Pat, tell about Zach's uh, autistic thing, right? The autistic. Kind yeah, yeah. Of thing. yeah. So one of the when Zach and I first met, I I was uh, coming over to the radio station in New York actually with another host, a uh, friend of ours, uh, Spencer's been on the show together with him too, Teddy Smith, who went yeah. from mm-hmm. Teddy Smith show on WPAT, introduced me to Zach, mm-hmm. and um, Zach, uh, his his daughter is on the autism spectrum. He has, she's 18 and my oldest son, I have three children, but my oldest boy who's eight um, is also on the spectrum. And Zach and I um, really, uh, as soon as we met, we shared all of these stories and really bonded Mm -hmm. over that, that common um, link we have. Um, Mm -hmm. We're involved uh, deeply with a um, national autism uh, organization called Culture City, um, uh, working with uh, one of the founders, it's Julian Maha and his wife, Michelle, who founded this, they also have a child on the spectrum. And Culture City um, goes to uh, arenas, sports arenas and theaters and venues around the country, um, setting up uh, sensory inclusion rooms, sort of like timeout spaces for kids to be able to go into and and sort of stabilize Mm -hmm. if they're having sensory overload. And they provide sensory inclusion kits, which include things like uh, headphones or all the kinds of tools that you need in order to be able to, um, for people who are on the spectrum to be able to participate in and enjoy theater, Mm -hmm. music, and sporting events. Um, So we have a strong tie uh, with the efforts that we do on our radio program and the, and the videos that we do to raise awareness about culture city. Um, Culture city Mm -hmm. is an incredible, uh, they have an uh, incredible national footprint already um, with, with in all of the major cities and, and these big venues. And, uh, so it's 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 a uh, we have a really a, a this sort of guiding mission that's that's behind everything we're doing. I mean, my track "Open Your Eyes," uh, the title track for my album, is a song that um, I will be using um, this year when we we uh, complete the music video for it for an autism awareness campaign. So um, oh really? You know, oh, the, wow. Right. The guiding mission behind all of these efforts is to really benefit. Um, our children, but the whole autism community, um, you know, everyone who's who's living on the spectrum, because it's the individuals and it's their families as well um, mm-hmm. who, you know, experience that different kind of life that you have when, when you're living on the spectrum, so. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. i I very well aware of that. I have a couple friends that have children that are autistic and... Um, I know it can be so different for them, but it's it's just so cool to sit down and try that Asian. Um, right, right. Brilliant, brilliant, yeah. brilliant children, and uh, learn so much more about yourself by just sitting down. You know, you learn about patience and compassion, and you actually learn more about yourself. I think when you do do that and take the time. Um, right. You know, the that title track so opened cool. your eyes. The, the, the message in my my song "Open Your Eyes," the the title track is to, mm-hmm. is a, the singer, the voice of that song is saying to the listener, 
you know, we're all in this life together. Um, you feel like you're alone. You may feel like you're alone. And, and a lot of people, in, you know, teens and, and uh, young people who are on the spectrum feel that sense of isolation. Sometimes they have a lot of difficulty mm-hmm. with, with social uh, relationships. But saying, you know, um, open your eyes, but just know that there are people who are there. I'm, I'm the singer of the song. I'm saying I'm with you, um, and and open your eyes, and and I'm with you to support you and help you through this journey. So, um, I've experienced, so cool. you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's there's a lot of awareness now, um, you know, because we're we're out uh, on all kinds of adventures, my son and I, and um, you know, there's there's a, a very great it's a great level of awareness and acceptance and knowledge too from young people out there that we meet um who are just and and everyone has a story you know they know someone everyone's touched at this stage by um by autism mm-hmm. and so it's something that we all have to uh, educate ourselves on because it's it's having a big impact on our on our society why don't we play open your eyes real quick would you like me to do yeah. that Sure. Yeah, let's play it real. Let's play it real quick so we have another song we can end with. So I'm going to play "Open Your Eyes." Is that cool, Patrick? Yeah, that's that's that'll be great. Okay, hold on. Let's play this. This is "Open Your Eyes," the song we've been talking about, and we'll be right back after the song. Enjoy it. Here we go. Let's see here. Yeah. 
song. That's really, oh, really thank cool. You. Yeah, it's really I good. I like that. Your Thanks voice, much, yeah. um, Patrick, is so, um, it's it's really strong. You've got a very strong voice, a lot of emotion yeah. in your voice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've yeah. been out on the road for the past uh, two years doing all of my live gigs with just um, uh, acoustic guitars and 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 playing oh, that's uh, cool. like an acoustic piano. Stuff. Yeah. Right, and mm-hmm. it really, I really built up my singing voice um, through all of that work. So you know, the I got an interesting story is too is that I do get comparisons a lot of times. People say, "Hey, you sound like Neil Diamond," right? And I take that as such mm-hmm. a great compliment because I'm a huge fan of Neil Diamond. Um, so uh, a couple, not too long ago, I, I was including last year um, a cover of Sweet Caroline in my live shows, and I ended up on the I radio love that song. with the <laughs> right. I, I ended up on the radio with a man by the name of Charlie Colello, Charles Colello, who is the mm-hmm. music arranger who recorded Sweet Caroline with Neil Diamond. And he is the man oh, wow. who wrote the arrangement that created the ba 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 that we know today. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I played the song on the air with him, and it was uh, it was an incredible moment because it was like I never in a million years think thought that after people say oh, you sound like Neil Diamond, and I did the Sweet Caroline thing in my set, that I'd end up on the radio with the guy who actually orchestrated that track in oh, 1969 <laughs> in the studio with Neil Diamond in New York. That is great. So, That song, I have to tell you, Sweet Caroline was really a song. It was so funny because um, when I was in Southern California, we used to go on the weekends, we'd go out for bike rides. And um, we'd end up, you know, at the end of the day having dinner, all of us. uh, You know, you're in a nice place with a bunch of people that are on their bikes. And all of a sudden, right. everybody puts that song on on the jukebox, <laughs> and it's like a yep. hundred people singing, you know, that are singing "Sweet Caroline." <laughs> you know, it's like so funny. Yeah. But I just like yeah. that song; just brings back such great memories. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Spencer knows great... me. I'm. <laughs> what? What? What were you going to say, Spencer? Oh no, no, I want to go ahead. Go ahead. No, I wanted to say Spencer knows I'm like one for always asking if if somebody has a really strong voice. <laughs> hey, you got a guitar right there? Hey, do you want to sing a song on the air while right. we're on the air? <laughs> it's so funny. Spencer right. knows I've done this to so many people. You've done it, done it Patrick, before, yeah. Great. Step right. up. Yeah, I did. <laughs> what are you going to sing for us today? <laughs> I, I can give you a, a, a verse Live. of... Uh, Sweet Caroline. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, let, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Uh, Patrick, do you remember sing. the last, you remember sing, the last waltz? He's going to sing. Oh, yeah, He's but wait a minute. Sing. I just got to bring up something. Before you start, because um, you brought it up, Holly, uh, Neil Diamond. Do you remember the last time. waltz, the song in the last waltz that Neil yeah. Diamond does? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a great song. That's right. Right, Holly? He's, oh, wow. Yeah. He's just a fabulous Patrick. performer and, and songwriter, though. So, <laughs> no yeah. Play, Patrick, Patrick, play. Play, well, Patrick. I don't, I don't have a guitar <laughs> handy, but I can give you a, a little bit of, uh, was in the spring, then spring became a summer. Who'd have believed you'd come along? 
Warm, touching, warm, reaching out, touching me, touching you, sweet Caroline. Good times never seem so good. I'd be inclined to believe they never would. There you go. That's good. That's great. That's awesome. You like my little bump, bump, bump? I love it, Holly. I put that in there. I, I love do. that I think song. The space That's in the great. show, and the crowd always does that. Oh, I love it, Patrick. Thank you so much for doing that. That made our day. Oh yeah, Trust it's nice, me. man. Great. You know, we're going into a really crazy uh, weekend. Um, I think Super Bowl is this Sunday. I think. Listen to me. <laughs> I think Super Bowl is this Sunday. Yeah. And uh, it's also February 1st. It's the month of love, guys. I hope you have your That's Valentine's. Right. Valentine's. And, um, yeah. And, um, uh, I have, also, I have my Valentine's, um, and, and I'm, also, I'm in the system already, too, at the place I get my Valentine present. So they're, they're ready. They're expecting. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. nice. Lot, Tell me about a that. Lot of times I, a lot of times I hit Alex <laughs> and Annie, which is a, it's a a jeweler like a you know, I don't even know what you'd call it. Um, but it's all bracelets and all these cool charms and stuff like that. My wife loves that, and I'm uh, such a, mm-hmm. a a regular there that uh, I'm in the system. I just give them my name and they call up and say, Oh, okay, you. Oh, I think these, it's called you know, Pandora. Pandora or something like that. Oh. It's it's like charms. You collect the charms. Yeah, I know what yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. I think Brighton does it too. Anyway, here I am talking about jewelry. Um and <laughs> 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 food, Holly. Food. Food, food Holly. Don't even ask me about food. Oh my <laughs> God. Okay. You had to mention food, right? Okay, um, we are. Just so you know, I'm going to make an announcement. We're going to be doing a special show. I'm not even going to tell you anything, but it's a surprise. Um, It's on a product that I was turned on to this week, um, and they're really cool twigs with currants on them. And uh, I'm going to give out the name of the company when we uh, review it, and I'm going to have her on. It's got such a cool you're going to love it. They started making bread, and uh, it just went off into other things, and there's so much love and intention behind it. So um, as I say, when you're going to cook, you either cook with love or you just don't do it, you know? It's like forget it. You know, you have to put yourself into that. And uh, Patrick Spencer's been bugging me to do my cookbook. Not bugging me. I'm not saying that in a bad way. But I am going to do a cookbook eventually. Mm -hmm. This year. You know, Holly, i got a great idea. I think every show you should do a recipe. Every show you should do a (laughs) recipe. Well, I've already got, I told you what my original idea was. And I think that's what I'm going to do. So we'll talk about that off the air. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, I love cooking, Patrick, and and plus being here in Sonoma where it's basically farm to table. um, Yeah. It's really unbelievably amazing, all the artisan and all the amazing food that's out here that you can, you know, really do yourself. And lately I've been juicing, um, which is – 
whole new world to me, and um, it's just unbelievable, you know, what you can get from, you know, doing something like that, using things from your own backyard and that you grow. You know, one, and, one of the people on my ahead, road please. crew was, they, they mm-hmm. were just uh, having me try out, they've been um, dehydrating fruit and making their own mm-hmm. Like fruit snacks oh, wow. and stuff by dehydrating. Oh, hey, nice. I just tried today dragon fruit. I never had it before. Wow. Oh, dragon fruit's oh. awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. Really good. So you know, um, I, that's just so cool. Um, you know, we we just love talking about food, though. We you don't even want to get us started. We're going to be doing, we're going to be doing a show pretty soon. I uh, just want our listeners to know. Um, Spencer always attends the coffee um, expo in New York that now is in London and also in Amsterdam and a couple other places. But um, the coffee show, we're going to be doing a show where we're going to be handpicking some of the favorites from that show and we'll be interviewing people and talking to them about their tea and coffee and, yeah. you know, all the where, all the all the wares that go along with it. Um, That's right. So we're kind of well-rounded. We've got music here. We've got um, uh, author. We've got food. We've got art. We've got books. I mean, seriously, it's like straight across the board, pop culture, rock and roll, hit it high, you know. But um, Not not to mention Holly, not to mention photography and film and other events. Oh, absolutely. And the film, I forgot. We've got the whole thing. got the whole thing. Absolutely, yeah. You know? Film yeah. absolutely. We're both we're both judges on a on you know with certain films and stuff like that, and we love to be involved in that. And we're also um, I'm sure you know Patrick that Spencer is a um, a family. We're we're like uh, family members of Max of Kansas City. Both of us are. Yeah. Yvonne. Yeah. We're ambassadors. Yeah. So, we're ambassadors. Yeah. You know. Get the word out. You know, we love I think doing Yvonne. Them. Oh, by the Absolutely. way, Holly. I think I th- uh, Holly. I think Yvonne is uh, still thinking about doing her Max's movie. I've been in touch with her. She you needs know, she's to. Yeah. Oh, right. she needs to do it. If, if, yeah. if you know, really seriously, she should do a campaign to to get that together because seriously, that is like a story that mm. needs to be told. Everybody knows what Max's Kansas City was all about. That was like. Right. The whole Big Warhol time. thing there, you know, um, and everything else that goes along with it. There were so many beautiful moments that were, you know, built out of that place. So, Patrick, I want to ask you, um, in your interviewing, what have been some of your most favorite interviews that you've done besides with Spencer and Judith? <laughs> okay, well, yes, because I was going to start with Spencer and Judith because every – I'll, I'll tell you what. That. I one uh, there's a record of mine. Um, uh, there's in a little cardboard jacket called uh, the Machine. Um, it's an EP uh-huh. from my band Beethoven, where part of the inspiration for um, that cover, and it doesn't reach anywhere near the design that uh, Spencer and Judith created, but was um, inspired by the work they did with the Velvet Underground Live 1993 album. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, it was amazing um, to start with my favorite story, my favorite guests, including Spencer and Judith, um, that, you know, for years before I had ever met them, um, I was such a fan of their work without realizing 
that someday, you know, I was going to discover uh, not only, you know, we're going to meet in person and stuff, but discover everything else, um, you know, that they had worked on. So, you know, those mm-hmm. types of things in, in the interviews um, that, that we do with the artists, uh, the connections between, mm-hmm. um, you know, the people who, who work together on projects and, and what they're, how people connect and work well together to, to leverage their skills. Um, like mm-hmm. Steve Conti, who was a fabulous guest, a really, really great guy and, and mm-hmm. a musician I admire, um, has, mm-hmm. he, was, he was a favorite where, you know, he, he's, he was basically taking on the mantle of Johnny Thunders and the New York Dolls, right? And working oh, yeah, with, totally. with David Johansson right. and yep. Sylvain. And, and it was his, like, knowledge and, and authenticity of, of, of rock and roll and of music and stuff that allowed him, um, in, 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 included with his talent and professionalism or whatever, to be able to, you know, fill shoes um, to, to uh, really – you know, have a, a big hand in the renaissance of, of the New York Dolls mm-hmm. um, in recent years. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like those connections of, of people where you see um, people who, who they, they've been influenced by certain things and they end up meeting and, and working with those, those influences. And, and um, so those, those connections and links are, are always great aspects uh, that I focus in on the interviews we do. Um, Walter Park mm-hmm. is a great example where, he he has music now that he does call you know he calls it his swamp sound he he's uh, originally from Florida oh I has love that a, a really great yeah like kind of southern folk um, like a zydeco influence. type music right right mm-hmm. in, in into his music and stuff but he's he can play in anything and everything under the sun but he mm-hmm. talks about how um, you know he when he first he told the story in his interview about when he first auditioned for the spot to play with Richie Havens. And he said, you know, he, mm-hmm. he had come through all of these things where he really felt an authenticity to himself that he, he was this music he came from and, and his roots and, and what he was aspiring to do was really strong and authentic. So he gets this opportunity now to, to, you know, Richie Havens is aware of him and stuff and needs a guitarist to come out on tour, tour the world with him. And it's just Walter, Richie Havens manager, and Richie Havens in the mm-hmm. basement of a house in Jersey City where, where Richie and mm-hmm. Walter are, are, are playing back and forth. And he told me Richie in that basement, which just the three of us played with the same intensity that he played when he was on the stage in Woodstock or he was on the stage in yep. Madison Square Garden, that wow. same intensity and authenticity. And, and that was a, an incredible story of an artist who, yeah, Walter's case, seeing – you know, those things that were inspiring in him at work and alive and some, some person he admired, you know, and, and knew about. So there you that's have, so you know, true. <laughs> that, that's you know. so true because I know with Spencer and myself, I can't even, I mean, I have so many favorites that we've done and, and I know what you're talking about, about the moments when people tell you things on the air that, and they've never been heard before, and they just come out in right. the interview. I've had I've had people tell me that, God, I've told you more than my mother even knows. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you, know, you know more about me than my mother even knows about me. Um, you know, there have been interviews that I, I totally get what you're saying. It's like it's like you had to be there kind of moment, which is what yeah. I was referring to earlier with you. 
I think that um, Spencer and I have heard groundbreaking things when we've interviewed people um, on the air. I mean, you know, stories with the Ramones and stories with, um, you know, the Lou Reed, the whole Lou Reed thing. I mean, that just brought up so many different people that played with Lou. And, and like, you know, you just hearing these stories about Jimi Hendrix and playing with Jimi Hendrix and what it was like and, and then lots of stuff about the believe it or not, you, yeah. know, you know, I'm a Beatles fan, but lots of things like, uh, you know, um, Ivor Davis who, you know, toured with them and, and, was telling me stories and all the different things, like things that you had to be there kind of moments that you're talking about. So, Spencer, do you have you any get glimpses. I mean, yeah. we've done so many great shows. I mean, we did the uh, Danny Field show, right? That had a lot of him. Yeah. And, and Sylvia Reed and the show with us, and um, uh, you learn about Lou. And then, the, of course, you know, Holly, we did the, the, the Anthony the Curtis interviews on Lou Reed's book. So between yeah, all this that, stuff and the Ramones, and yeah. you brought up a good thing about the Ramones because we had Richie Ramone on. He's probably going to be on the And then the photographers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The and the photographers. The my God, story Rock, behind the pictures. Oh, God, yeah. It's yeah. it's unreal. I mean, and you learn. You're right, Holly. Mm-hmm. You learn. A lot, and they devote. You know, it's fun. this is what's interesting about our show, and you know this. At the end of the show that we do, you'll know about everybody's life. If you don't know about them, you'll know about their life, and exactly what you're pointing <laughs> up. You know, <laughs> right? Like with Patrick today, I've learned so yeah. much about Patrick that I didn't yeah. know. Um, yeah. And I want to ask Please. him about the Black Belt Magazine. You're a contributing writer for them. How yeah. did that come about? So I'm I'm a black belt in That's karate and and my instructor is amazing. a black belt mag hall of famer. So I wrote a mm-hmm. profile on him um, that was then published in the magazine, uh, and I think it was first published in 2010. And um, you know I I have a writing background and stuff, but if, this was the first time I had written on martial arts, and I was I was saying, mm-hmm. well, you know, that was really a great experience to do it. Uh, you know, uh, let's let's keep doing this, and and I charted a path with Black Belt Magazine of interviewing a mix of um, UFC and MMA fighters, traditional martial artists, um, mm-hmm. many of the sort of, you know, names, uh, you know, famous martial artists from the, um, mm-hmm. from the eighties and nineties. And, and uh, so it's, it's been a great kind of cross section of traditional martial arts writing. Um, and also um, some of the, I have, I've had some really great adventures, uh, even rolling on the mats with uh, some of the UFC fighters, you know, and, and allowing them to choke me out. But Isn't that <laughs> not, crazy? Not consciousness, <laughs> oh, you're yes. so funny. I was I was oh, on the mat with UFC champion Frankie Edgar um, for a photo shoot. Oh, really? So I was the guy who he, he choked every time, yeah. But I was interviewing him, wow. and, I, and I made sure that I was the one in the photos. <laughs> you're funny. Well, you know, but, my whole introduction to Kung Fu – was well, kung fu as they would say, kung fu, the martial arts in martial arts world was through David Carradine. Um, okay. David was a a good friend for many years, and then um, worked with him, and he introduced me to the katana, and it was oh, like yeah. love at first sight. Can I yep. say that? It's like 
<laughs> well, you know, I, you know, I have um, I have a rock and roll martial arts story where um, I, I say, again it. with so with Judas and Spencer, um, I attended mm-hmm. the uh, How Gallery event that they had um, mm-hmm. uh, a year before last. I guess this was uh, going through the album designs, yeah, and on the cool. panel with them, John Holstrom and Sylvia Reed. And so Judith introduced me at some point. I think you were we were all together, Spencer. But and Judith had introduced me to Sylvia. Yeah. And and I'm standing there with Sylvia Reed, you know. Um. And and my first question to her was not like you know what was it like with the Velvet Underground. My my question was, so do you train martial arts too? Uh. And mm-hmm. because yeah, I knew Lou see. was a, a very uh yeah, very big very I fluid. See. Yeah. Right, martial artist, mm-hmm. and she said, you know, uh, my brother was Lou's first instructor, and really? I trained too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So we spoke. We spoke the whole time about martial arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a mm-hmm. lot of people in music who are, are substantial martial artists. Um, it's creativity, mm-hmm. you know, and expression. So it goes it's hand in hand. It's an emotional outlet. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a total emotional outlet for people. And, well, now, uh, Holly, you know, you're working it, with live blades too, right? With in the with, with the sword. Yes. With Aida. Yes. That's serious but business. But you know what? I use my boken. <laughs> I bring out my boken okay. all the time, and I I bring <laughs> that out when I'm doing my classes. My uh, Spencer has no idea what a boken is, but um, I I, I, I don't. I mean, <laughs> maybe you do, Spencer. I don't know, but I mean, you know, I've got yeah. that in my shani. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> You know, you go to class, you're doing your forms, as they would say. You know, you, you learn a good form. And, uh, you know, it all begins with a lineage, right? So oh, yes. you get you get yeah. a certain lineage, and um, you get trained under that. And um, yeah. it's all about really applying, you know, a lot of, a lot of dedication and a lot of um, discipline. I mean, you really it learn is. a lot of discipline. I think um, it's really it's, great. It's a way of kids. life. I can. Mm-hmm. It is, and I can tell anybody that's listening out there that has young adults or children, get your kids involved in martial arts if they really want to. It's really a great outlet for them, and it will really teach them discipline. Um, and I'm not speaking in a bad way. I'm talking about in an honorable way and a way that. There's a lot of self-respect. Um, yeah. You know, I think that uh, it, it's not about, it's not about, you know what? I want to say this. When I first started using swords, I wasn't doing it to hurt people. I was doing it as an art mm-hmm. form. If you understand right. what I'm talking about, the art of it. Yes. But yeah. nowadays, it's like really... I know I can protect myself and, um, you know, if anyone in the world, the crazy world that we're living in right now, um, which I hope is going to have some divine intervention sooner or later, um, uh, you know, I truly believe that, you know, it's it's good because you get confidence, you, you feel better about yourself, and it's a great workout for your body and your mind and your spirit. Um, I, I I interviewed yeah. a black belt mag Hall of Famer uh, by the name of Leon Wright, mm-hmm. a retired Marine Corps uh-huh. gunnery sergeant and and yeah. a uh, a founder of the McMath program in the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. and uh, he said 
you know what, uh, martial arts to him uh, and to his students, is, it's an expression of love, love for their family and their friends. It is. And that you're, totally you're training that. yourself and, and you have that sheepdog mentality, that protector mentality of simply saying, I love the people mm-hmm. who are important to me, so I'm going to be the best person I can be. That so is it's, it's so not about true. fighting. <laughs> no. That is so yeah, true, and 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 it is. It's like it's it really truly is, and uh, you learn more about the culture. So with that, I also want to say because we're not going to be back before the Lunar New Year. This is going to be um, this coming Tuesday, the Lunar New Year. Um, That's- year of the pig, or year of the boar, as I should say, um, which is kind of cool. You know, for everyone out there that's cel- going to be celebrating the Lunar New Year, go get your moon cakes. And uh, if you know what that is, if you look it up, look what a moon cake is. It's not one of those little ding-dong things that you see in, in the market. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a real, it's, it's something that's very um, special that goes along with it. Are you doing anything for the New Year this year, Patrick? I I, I'm uh, no, but I, you you have me thinking about the moon pies now though as well. So I'm going to Google moon cakes. Oh, love them! Yeah, uh, yeah. They're they're really easy to make. They're not hard to make, but um, yeah, it's kind of cool. But you know, um, I want to get back to your open open your eyes. Are you currently working on new music now for another release? Because I know that you just came out with this one. Everybody's always working on something in the background. Yeah, yeah. So I'm writing songs um, now, um, and I, I think probably by end of um, 2020, we'll, or I'm sorry, 2019, um, we'll, we'll start recording mm-hmm. so that we can have it out for, for next spring. Um, you know, because you're right, one of the things when you're working on a record is by the time the record's released, you've already worked on it for mm-hmm. so long that you, you've moved on to the next thing and when you you've got new are stuff. ready to yeah. start promoting it. <laughs> so, uh, but That's I am kicking so around cool. the idea also of, of um, um, doing a few singles of new music in between. So, um, you know, maybe release a, a song toward after this the mid-year something new just as mm-hmm. a single on iTunes that's not on the record um so you know sprinkle it out there so you don't have to wait to just do like you know the big uh 10 or 12 song album before putting something oh, new cool. out especially nowadays you know so, I extended yeah, our so they'll, interview they'll I hope that's okay with you I extended our What's interview that? a little bit I know it's after three oh, yeah. I hope that's okay with you how about yeah, you Spencer are you okay on time yeah sure yep Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I always like to yeah. let people know, you know, because they were like, oh, it's almost 3 o'clock, and then we're already at past 3. I didn't want anybody flipping out or having to be somewhere. I yeah, know you yeah. usually are running off to a concert or an art opening <laughs> or something. I have to tell you, Spencer's in the middle of New York, and you know what? Patrick keeps referring to Spencer and his work, and I want to tell you, Spencer is um, a iconic album art um, creator. Well, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you, Spencer? Well, that don't know. No, that, thanks, Holly. Well, I'm um, album cover designer, 45 designer in the history of music. Probably Judith and I together have designed together for over 35 years, and um, before mm-hmm. that, my 
with some famous people, but our work is now in MoMA, uh, AIGA, and uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame vinyl collection. And the thing Yay. about the vinyl, yeah, the thing about the vinyl collection, Holly and Pat, which is interesting, we're the only mm-hmm. ones with a link. We're the only music designers with like a little home with credits, and I put credits in, and it's a long laundry list of covers and forty, a uh, twelve inch and forty five with credits. And so they really honored us in some way that's very unusual. So I always say to Judah, don't ever get depressed with me. I don't want to hear about it because we're we're in this uh, lifetime uh, organization in music, and they respect us. But that's part of our life. I, I want to do uh, the, the vinyl. I think I was talking about the vinyl show um, in New York at the end of the year. And, of course, with Pat and Zach, big uh, vinyl, uh, like a, a la museum type, very beautiful graphic uh, covers, 12-inch and 7-inch on YouTube. Uh, that's going to yeah. take a while. I don't know. But but uh, it's gonna, I'm looking forward to that. And then um, that's pretty much what's going on right now down, down the road, you know, right now. And then I've got some interviews, I think, coming up with uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was after us to do maybe an interview in one of their magazines. And um, I don't know, see what happens. You know, there's other things going on. And, um, um, and of course, the show, you know, which is a big part of my life. So the very important show with Holly. And um, we've been Thank together you, for Spencer. Holly. 2010, Holly. I know. We're going to we're we're hit the 10-year mode before you know it, right? I know. We've been married right? that long? Really? I, I want your book out by the time of 2010, uh, 2020, 2020 Holly, you know. That's funny. I want you to go back. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'm doing. But, you know, and there's stuff going on in New York. But Patrick meet? How did you and Patrick meet? Teddy Smith show. So Teddy had me on, right, Pat? And yeah. you were there, literally you were there, and you had your guitar around your neck. And we just got really? to know. Yeah, literally. And Pat was involved with Teddy a lot, uh, you know, on his show. Mm-hmm. So, and I just happened to be be with Judith, I guess, and we just met Pat, mm-hmm. and he had this great demeanor about him. And and then I heard what he was playing, and he played. You know, I think he played a song or two on the show or something like that. Pat it was really nice. And uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. The vibe was good, you know. It was like this very good, you know. That's how we met on on the Teddy Smith show. Ironically, it was a couple of years ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that, that's how we. It that's how so we cool. got together. Yeah, yeah. I always wonder how people meet. You know, it's it's, no, it's right. always interesting. I mean, that, that's exactly you know? right. Exactly right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. T- Teddy's show that's is so one cool. of those things in New York where you can still, you know, have. Uh, uh, artists come in and, and they're just kind of singing live on the air. Um, so I was, I was on the show, uh, you know, ready. I did a few of my songs, but I had, Teddy had told me, um, oh, you, you know, I have these guests coming too, Spencer Drayton, Judith Salovitz, and he gave me a little bit of the bio. So I went and um, as, a, a, as a nod to my admiration of their work, I, I did perform uh, Lou Reed's Perfect Day uh, vocal and acoustic guitar on the air um, on that show in addition. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. So, and and um, I'll tell you, I'm on, so Spencer, you know, we uh, share emails back and forth all the time, too, and stuff, and Spencer has the the key to the city. Anything that's happening in New York, right, that's (laughs) the, the place to be, 
Spencer is in there, right? And so he'll give me the heads mm-hmm. up on places. I, I couldn't keep up with Spencer, uh, all <laughs> of the places and, and the events that he's at. And it's not just going into to oh, no, like, you know, uh, rub shoulders. He's involved. I get calls from Ubers. <laughs> I get calls from Ubers and salon parties. I get text messages. <laughs> what else right. do I get? Um, I, yeah. <laughs> Kastabi's, um, Mark Kastabi's salon parties. Oh, yeah. Mark Kastabi's salon. <laughs> he was that one. He was Holly. telling me, oh, my God. You have, too bad you're not here right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I really feel bad. I'm you in know. New York, but I really feel bad that Holly's not here because she misses I'll out on so there. much good stuff here. I'll and be, be there. Part of it. But kind of, I feel kind of, yeah, I don't know how I it feel. Kind don't of, feel she bad. was here. It's all I do. Good. I do that's, because that's you, why you, we you have FaceTime now. But well, you, have to tell you know, everyone. I mean, yeah, but you, you know, you've you've helped me get into certain things, obviously, with the show that we're mm-hmm. uh, co-partnering in a certain way, and then, mm-hmm. and then you know, all these people come into our lives until yeah. us. Like it's like it's you know, so I said, cool. wait a Holly's going to the coffee festival. It's going to be in New York. So Holly won't be here. This is crazy, you know. It's like I don't know. I said, I got to get her samples. Got to get her samples. Got to get her samples. You know what it is. That's what he's doing. But you know what's yeah. cool, Patrick? You know the whole my company, my company, the Red Red Velvet Media part started because I was mm. sitting around and I had so many friends that were musicians and authors and and filmmakers and whatever that just wanted a place to be able to talk about their newest release. And so I started doing some shows and then I started doing shows with uh, a friend of mine, um, Zoe Moon, who does astrology shows, which um, is very interesting. And we started doing shows on angels because I'm very, very, um, very, very in touch with that whole realm. Another part of me that, you'll learn about it just the spiritual side and uh then i met spencer and we started saying hey you know there's some people that were coming into his lives and into my lives and we just decided to do shows together so it was yeah. it was it was a great Connection. it was a great um thing Connection. yeah yeah it's, and we yeah, just yeah, yeah. i remember like yeah, you're, you're recognizing those connections you know and and yeah Mm-hmm. Being those opportunities because the universe leads people together a lot of times. You know, you need to recognize that they're it does. You know? You're here. It does. See? Exactly. You're right. here today, Patrick. <laughs> You're right. That's right. right. You're here Patrick before did. the weekend. Hey. Yeah. Well, During the you storm might, and, of the and, century. <laughs> <laughs> now, Holly. The polar when, vortex. We're going to do a movie. When I, when I was the on the show the first Watch time. Watch it. There's going to be I, a movie after that. <laughs> this is going to be a movie called The Polar Vortex. I'm telling you, Patrick, listen, before I know I interrupted you, but listen, this is really funny. A, yeah. There are a lot of people that listen to this show and listen to a lot of different shows, but it's really funny. We'll have somebody on. I'm not going to name any names, okay? But we'll have a guest on. And within 30 days or 60 days, HBO or Showtime is doing a documentary on that person. Or somebody will pick up something and they'll start doing something about it. It's really trippy. I can't tell you how many times people have told me that these shows have inspired them to do things. You know? So, you know, 
I named I, I named my company after my favorite cake, Red Velvet. You know, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Here we go back to food, I, I, right. I'm a fan but of I Red did. Velvet cake too. Yeah, yeah. And I well, I swear and oh. what? No, no. What? I go into Zay in Zaybor. I go to Zaybor and I have Red Velvet cake, and I what? think about you. Stop! I have to tell you, I have to say this. This is really funny, Patrick. You have to hear this. Now, back in 2004 and 2005, there was really nothing red velvet except the Waldorf Astoria red velvet cake. Right. And now there's red velvet ice cream. There's Everything. red velvet cookies, Oreos, toothpaste. There is, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you have no idea how many times my attorney has had to send letters to people. And if you're out there using my name, please knock it off. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? right. Seriously. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm yeah. sorry. I just had to say that. But now we've got a girl band that um, it, they're they're kind of cool, but they've been, only been around since 2011. Mm. But they claim to... Uh, <laughs> The name is Red Velvet? Trying to take my uh, domain away from me and having people sending me threatening emails. So it's not working, <laughs> China. Uh, <laughs> it's or not going to work. It's That's right. From Shanghai, I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah. Whatever. I let it go. I laugh. I read the emails and um, they tell me that they own the domain. And I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Doesn't matter. Anyway, moving on. I'm just telling you a little bit about it, you know. So in case, because I know there's a lot of people listening, and um, I just want to let people know they can have. I I like to have fun with people, you know. But that's how we came to be, you know. Um, yeah. You know, that's like what I've been doing. So I really enjoy what I do, as you can tell. So. Um, yeah, me too. Me too. Well, yeah. I, I love your point of view, Holly, too, because, you know, we're Facebook friends, too, and I see, you know, when mm-hmm. you put your, your posts up and stuff and, and just sort of like the perspective you have on um, life and, and all of the sort of charting that course and, and a, and a uh, sort of a meaningful journey through all of yeah, the craziness absolutely. that surrounds us and stuff, because that's, that's really, mm-hmm. um, you know, I th- it's a perspective that, no, you know, the more I know you, too, with your, your involvement in martial arts and and um, mm-hmm. You know, just that perspective. Um, it's it's really something that that is it's driven by that creative vision that you have. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, any anybody who wants to send a threatening letter over a web domain to someone who works with live blade <laughs> uh, with katanas needs to second guess what they're doing. But I know that you'll have a very philosophical outlook I on what, why you can teach them a meaningful <laughs> lesson rather than. You know, mm-hmm. off their. Uh, I thumb. will tell you this. <laughs> I have to tell you something funny. Everyone knows this. I sleep with swords at the head of my bed. Oh wow! <laughs> That's legitimate. Yes. I didn't know that one. I'm yeah. not wow. kidding. I'm looking yeah. at my. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at him right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well. How many girls? And, and you. Know? How many women do you know that sleep with swords at the head of their bed? <laughs> that scares people. 
What, and uh, who knows Holly, how to what use a difference. Those. I got a Bon Jovi gold record and my uh, NARA's uh, gr- Grammy nomination over my bed. That's now, what awesome. a difference. What's a difference? <laughs> no, but next to my swords, I have angels everywhere all over my room. Oh, and really wow. cool art, really cool art. Cool, yeah. Really, really, really cool art, you know. But um, yeah, it's funny. I love art, as uh, Spencer knows. I love art. I'm I very much that. a visionary person, so I'm really into visual stuff. But I really, you know, Patrick, I want to thank you so much for recognizing that about me because um, I try so much to spread the message out there, you know, for people yeah. that are feeling, you know, there is a really weird energy out there right now. And this last full moon eclipse that we had really, you know, knocked a lot of people around. And uh, we're still coming out of that. Right. And, uh, you know, the world's kind of crazy. And we, and I'm just telling people, you know, just, just be aware. Like, I always will end my show, be aware of your surroundings. You know, please don't drink and drive. And, um, you know, also just be in the moment. You know, mm-hmm. I always tell everyone that, sure. you know, I don't know how we got on to this, but I just want to say thank you again so much for recognizing that about my writings and True. what I try to tell people through my own messages. It's like, you know, I get these feelings and I, I don't know. It's just like, I need to, I need to be able to have an outlet to talk to people and let people know they're not, it's not just them people out there that are feeling it yeah 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 so music music is such a big part of our lives music invokes such a a feeling and um a beautiful you know feeling for all of us um how did you get into music patrick so i'm i'm uh uh had the latest in a many generations of musicians in my family um my really? grandfather was a yeah. Oh. My my grandfather, uh, Charles Howard Hoffman, was a, um, a musical arranger mm-hmm. and, and he played saxophone and clarinet in big bands in the forties and fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was a kid, I was the I was lucky to have um, uh, musical instruments all in our house. Uh, my great grandfather has had a um, and we have it now a, a Hammond C three organ. Um, I was telling oh, I met wow. Martin Stein from Vanilla Fudge, who's a Hammond uh, artist, always played oh, Hammond I organ. Oh, I love Vanilla stuff, and I was, Fudge. Yeah. yeah. And oh. I was telling Mark about my organ at home. I got a, you know, it's got a the Leslie Cat speaker cabinet that was almost five feet tall. Oh, so wow. because these instruments were around everywhere, I just from an early age was able to just sit down and start playing. And um, mm-hmm. my parents mm-hmm. encouraged me, got lessons, and and I've never, I I I I can't see myself as anything other than a musician um i don't i'm not like i don't consider myself just like a a rocker or just a you know i am a musician um whether it's the classical music i listen to or or will will play um or my own music or anything i'm i'm inspired by the music itself and and um the technical elements of it the spiritual elements of it and the, the emotional aspect mm-hmm. um i think music is is you know, the language of the universe. So, um, so from childhood, you know, I, I just, I started on piano, worked my way oh, to guitar. So cool. Um, 
drums, mm-hmm. you know. I, so I play, I was a multi-instrumentalist early on, um, always trying to create bands. Any friend I had in order to be <laughs> friends, I'd somehow try to trick them into being in band with me. So that way <laughs> I always had to have a band. <laughs> Um, even if they could play mm-hmm. or not, there's a number of my friends who learned instruments just because I was like, you're going to be the drummer in the band and they, you know, became incredible drummers. So, um, so it's been a lifelong, lifelong thing. I never had a, a concept in my life without music and me being a musician. Interesting. Music is so important, I think, for so many people because, you know, there are so many memories in, it's like, it's like the soundtrack of your life, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I've, so many I've memories met, that are invoked. Yeah, I've, I've met people who um, I've I've been fortunate enough with with people who 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 know my music. Um, you know, uh, for for me too. You know, I, I'm, people are still uh, discovering my music and stuff like that. But you know, around the world, I, I've sold my music in uh, I don't know twenty, 20 or twenty five plus countries already, and and. Mm-hmm. I've had people from New Zealand to, you know, to Denmark to all over the globe and stuff, you know, buying my my songs and stuff. And I was over in France one time, and I met a person who um, had one of my records, and it was a, a track that to me wasn't like one of my favorites or anything like that. That to her was a very important song, and it was one of those things where I was like, you know, it was this reminder of of that. This is the soundtrack of someone's life. It's very meaningful to them, and you never know mm-hmm. um, who's going to be touched by what you create. So put your right. energy and your love oh, into so, everything so you make. True. So you know? true. Oh, that's so, so that, true. I I totally get yeah. that. Yeah. It's Cause you it know does, it kind of blows your mind you, that you're like. It does. You're touching people's souls sometimes, and you know, you'll never meet, or if you do, you just amazed to discover that you have you know you know that is so true and i have to tell you a really funny thing really quickly when i first moved out here to california years ago um you know back when you're younger my younger people that i used to you know idolize david cassidy um donny osmond all those people it's so funny and then here i am and I'm doing a show, and I'm 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 actually uh, was modeling, and I was at this uh, show, and here were all these people. I go, oh my god! You know, it was so funny. I said, you wouldn't believe this. You were these are all the people that were on my walls. You know, Patrick. You know, Patrick. Mm. It was so funny. All the posters. You right. know, like from Tiger yeah. Beat. <laughs> And And here I'm meeting Rick Springfield and David Cassidy and Andy Gibb and, um, you know, I'm meeting everybody that I remembered, you know, saying, oh, wow, I'm, you know, you just never think you're going to ever meet those people. And I can remember the music, you know, and here I am meeting them. It was like almost surreal, you know, and then from there it was just like, I I met everyone, you know. It was like there wasn't anybody I didn't meet. I think some of my favorite people that I met were people that were the old timers, like Alan Parsons, you know, um, you know, oh, wow. Genesis, uh, you know, a lot of prog music because I spent a lot of time in Europe as well. So it was like for right. me meeting all these people and then getting to be friends with them and 
and going on tour with them and and stuff like that. It was it was just so much fun, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So music Zach is so had, beautiful. Zach and I had Steve Hackett um, from Genesis, mm-hmm. the oh, guitarist, on our show. Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he's such a a philosophical Amazing guy. human being. I could listen to him. He has such a great speaking voice too. I could listen to him read just you know the. Mm-hmm. A the book. phone book and it would sound incredible. Mm-hmm. But such such a, a isn't that um, true? Because one of the things I, I think in in terms of of to when you you meet people and and it's like you know they they say be careful what you wish for in terms of meeting your idols and stuff. But that um, mm-hmm. there's times where it's such a surprise in terms of just how um, uh, real you know some of these people are, and they tend to be the ones who who've lasted and endured. Um, you know, in the industry and stuff that they have some level of that. Yeah. I need to have enough of my ego and, and um, you know, that kind of attitude to be able to go out there and survive and, and thrive in this industry. But at the same time, I, I can't entirely mm-hmm. believe my own hype. You know, I have to be real and understand the reality to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I have to have some other meaning beyond this because uh, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's literally it's, it's people's lives. Again, we're back to the soundtrack of of their lives and stuff. Rick Springfield or Andy Gibb. You just mentioned Andy Gibb, and the name Gibb brings mm-hmm. to mind for me the Bee Gees, which is like just such a an emotionally powerful Major. thing. I remember as a kid, and I met grabbing Bee Gees records I met from every my one right. Of them. Yep, really. Wow. <laughs> met every yeah. single one of them. Went cool. to many horse shows with Andy. Oh my God, you just wow. don't know. It was it was crazy, but you know. Um, I wanted to ask you, because we were talking about musicians, you have also dabbled in acting as well. You were in a a feature film uh, called Peepers, right? Yeah. Tell me about that. I was in a film called Peepers. I was working Mm -hmm. on the soundtrack for the film, and um, there had Mm -hmm. been an actor cast to um, uh, play the role that I played, a a role called The the Neighbor. so there was actually the a conflict in the scheduling, right? <laughs> and so I, that's going to mm-hmm. be the sequel to Peepers. The, the Peepers Part Two is going to be called The Neighbor. Um, so really? I, I literally got a call Ooh. from no, no. I hope so. I, I called, <laughs> I got a call from the producers, and they said, "Hey, Patrick, you want to try? Um, you know, we need, we got to film this spot and stuff, and and you want to um, come down and and do the role." And I was like, "Absolutely!" And it was, it was. Mm-hmm. A great experience um, in just seeing sort of, you know, on set, the, the filmmaking in action. And what was interesting for me, too, is that um, it's cast, the cast, uh, it's a, a lot of um, uh, uh, solid um, New York actors that were part of the cast of this film. It's called Peepers, released mm-hmm. 2013, so you can get it on Amazon Prime if you want to watch it. Um, but that they they were coming back like after doing the film and stuff I was I was realizing that I was new we knew a lot of people in common and I kept revisiting these people in different ways in in my life and stuff I mean you guys must have this all the time where you know you, you meet someone and then you realize all the people that you know in common and you you realize that you were only just like you know one step away from having known this person to begin with because it's just we have these small worlds that we inhabit sometimes so you know, I got I got sort of like a bit of of uh, of an actor's um, network out of uh, doing that film, and I'm just um, you know I was in, I was happy with the experience, and I'd love to do more. 
Um, it really helped me too when I did the Mysteries at the Museum TV show because, uh, you know, I've done music videos and stuff like that as well, but I, I've had that time being in front of the camera. Um, and uh, so it was, I was pretty comfortable with it. You know, it's, it's, oh, it's wow. a very, That's so you cool. forget that it's there, you know, and then once you forget the camera's there, mm-hmm. then you're able to you know, be in the moment. You know, that's so true. I've ne- I've never acted, but I've worked on films, um, you know, in the background. Um, that's what I did um, after I, uh, in between modeling, I was working because I had a lot of people that I met. And they all said, hey, would you like, you know, I love your organizational skills. I love, you know, how you do this and do that. And I was working right. with the Shapiros for a while. Um, and... Uh, you know, that was pretty interesting, seeing that whole side of the film. But, boy, there are long days, 18-hour days. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and this Crazy is one of the things. Hours. It goes back to what, what Spencer was saying before about mm-hmm. when he was mentioned with my album with the kind of like the how only just what's needed is there in, in the arrangements of the songs. The thing I learned very quickly with acting, too, is that, um, you know, you need to do just enough uh, to communicate with that camera and that, you know, mm-hmm. not too much and not too little, but that even little bits and stuff will translate and, and connect through that, that lens. So it's, it was amazing for me really to, to in the, the types of scenes I was involved in or seeing some of the other scenes that were being filmed too on the days that I was scheduled to be in to see sometimes too, how focused and quiet that process was once the camera was rolling and it was on those actors and just the sort of the nuance of those performances and the little emotional connections that they would establish through these small movements that when it gets on the screen is huge and communicates volumes. So it's, I really learned a lot about the craft, you know, and it's, it's, it's filmmaking is different mm-hmm. from stage acting, at least in my experience. And, and um, you know, the, the sort of, you know, it's like doing a guitar solo play, just the notes you need and leave the rest of the stuff. You don't need all that other flourish and everything. Cause it's going to, it's going to spoil the moment. Just do what's necessary in that moment. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, totally get that. You yeah. know, um, this has been such a great interview. Um, I know I extended it again. I'm sorry. I, I kept you a little longer than you had anticipated. Um, my, my uh, pleasure. Any time for you guys. Did, I love you guys. No, I, I mean, I just love talking to you. It's great. There's so many different things that we can talk about, um, and it's it's uh, it's kind of cool. Every story is so different. Um, is there anything else, Spencer, that you want to add to this? Because um, well, maybe I want to ask. I is, to, yeah, yeah, I'd like to ask uh, Pat. Uh, you have. Songs in the can that you're doing for your next CD? I mean, you're doing things like that, or yeah. So I have I have some stuff sketched out. We haven't started recording um, yet. Um, we'll probably hit it uh, later in the summer, where I'll go into the studio and then start laying down tracks. But but we're definitely working on new material. Um, and then you come back so, to our show again after that album comes out. Yeah, you know, I'd love to. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Fun trip. That'd be really fun. And I want to, I definitely want, when you finish, um, when you finally publish your book, are you going to self-publish yeah. or are you going through a publisher, you think? 
Oh, cool. I was looking. Um, I was looking both routes, but I think I may self. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. Self-publishing. That's <laughs> what was telling me a little bit about self-publishing. We were talking with my cookbook. Yeah. Right. Kind of yeah. cool. Um, but we want to. We definitely want to have you back. Either or, you know, music, book, whatever you're doing, right. come back, okay. be a guest. We love having you. And um, I'm really interested in reading this book that you're going to be doing on your um, great-granduncle, the former New Jersey governor, Harold Hoffman, who yep. was uh, there during the months of the Lindenburg kidnapping trial, known as the crime of the century, as I'm reading here. Yeah. Um, that'll be really fun. I think that's going to be a fun read, um, an interesting read. I shouldn't say fun, interesting interesting and fun read. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then, you know, with your music and stuff. And, again, um, where can people find your dates that you're going to be playing again? Will you be announcing them on Facebook or? Um, yeah, so uh, of course, I'm obviously on Facebook. the dates on Facebook or, via, you know, the social mm-hmm. media and then um, – uh, also, um, you know, in t- in, with the various venues and stuff, will also show up on their schedules. But you can definitely, if you if you uh, find Patrick Van Burek on Facebook, um, that's that's one of the best uh, central sources for all the info on me and what I'm doing. So just connect with okay. me; I'll friend you back. Very good. <laughs> cool. And Patrick's a fun friend. He reads everything. <laughs> He yeah, does. Yeah. You he know, does. it's so no, funny, Patrick. I'll always. I it it makes me smile every time because um you know, I'm 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 actually limiting myself on Facebook a little bit more right now just because of everything right. going on. Um, but I'm still there. I'm running my um, you know, business pages. But I just want to say that it really is so cute. You know, I'll go on there. I'll post something and. Patrick likes it. I and I say, oh, yeah. thank you, Patrick. You know, it's so great. You know, because you actually do read it. Um, I do, yeah. And I want to um, say, that, I look forward to it all. Oh, well, thank you so much. And uh, I want to say to everyone out there, um, we're going into a, 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 a long weekend with this polar vortex and and rain and snow in uh, California, which is going to be interesting. Um, especially on the vineyards. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And Super Bowl weekend, hey, guys, especially, this is a really, really important announcement. With all the weather and things, please don't drink and drive. Um, just, you know, especially, you know, the, all the different, all the crazy stuff that's happening out there. And, um, you know, happy Lunar New Year. And what else, Spencer? Anything else we want to say? I think uh, we're there. And okay. Oh, oh we're Patrick, back next I want to. Yeah, I wanna, yeah, Patrick, I want to connect with you when you play New York City. You know, when you do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that would be so I'll much fun. I'll definitely give you the heads up. Uh, and if you go out to Sonoma, Holly's there. Okay, Pat. If you oh go yeah. Out yeah, definitely. I'll keep you guys in the loop on uh, yeah. with, uh, yeah. any yeah. if if we're. Um, you know, in the neighborhood for sure. And let me know when you're in in New York too, Holly. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that'll be happening. Um, I wanted to ask you, I have a track called falling. Would you like to need to end with that? 
Sure, sure. Yeah, that's. And uh, you want to tell our listeners a little bit about it? The Fallen is um, it's a track uh, where the um, uh, the message of the song is sort of one of these things of I don't know the the day after sort of confusion that you have when you when you're you've realized that you're you're falling for someone and and um, I don't know enjoying that giddy buzz that you have when you realize you like another person. Uh, but what's interesting mm-hmm. in the song is that. Uh, it's one of it's one of the tracks on the album that has a little guitar solo in there. Not too crazy or, or complicated, but it's one of the ones where a lot of people say, "Oh, that's one of the one of my favorites." So it's a very memorable um, couple notes. It's like the ba 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 and Sweet Caroline. Um, oh wow! So, oh, cool. uh, I'm, I'm proud of the guitar work on the song too. Yeah. Oh so, nice. Uh, fall into fall into cool one. Wait a minute! You got to okay. hear this, Holly. I just got an email. From the Cooper Hewitt what? Museum, I've been nominated uh-huh. for an award, National oh, Design Award. Wow. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations! Really? Thank you. This that's a big one. That's, a, that's the big one. That's a big one. Spencer, <laughs> right? I we're knew you were here doing on the show. Spencer, you're just too quiet. I'm on the show, Holly. This is a good vibe. <laughs> Pat, and you were on the show, and I get this email. You know, hello. Right. Right. No, I know. Beautiful. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I got to oh, register wow. now. I got to register and everything. Yeah, it's great. Oh, I just got no. it right now. I you can't have believe it. So much to do now. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> so next Friday, next Friday we're back. Who do we have next Friday? I forgot. I know that sounds awful. Uh, you know I'm going. Uh, <laughs> Ollie, I'm going. Uh. <laughs> no, I'm looking. We, we got Ricky Bird coming here. up. We got Ricky Bird coming yep. up uh, next week. Ricky Bird, how do you like that? Um, Yay! Okay, we want to thank we a lot Carol of good stuff. from Chaos Productions. Carol's Carol, our hero. hi Carol. She always takes care of us. And Carol, mm-hmm. I will be sending you more pictures. Um, she wanted some pictures that I had. Um, oh to great! Send her. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, yeah. That's nice. And. Um, I've just been so swamped with um, everything else. I haven't had time to do everything else that I said I would do. But um, I'm really glad that we had this interview today, Patrick. And I'm really glad to have gotten to know you so much better. And I really look forward to our our friendship. That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, well, we'll definitely yeah. have a lot of great stuff we can all do together, uh, definitely. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. And with that, Happy New Year, guys. And, happy uh, New Year, Holly. Happy New Year. Uh, that, yeah. That, Holly. Yeah. <laughs> happy New Year. <laughs> and again, guys, please, please be careful this weekend. And and you know what? I, I'm just really, it really bums me out when I read about all the different things that are being affected by this cold polar vortex people out there, you know what, decided what I'm going to do. I have a bunch of those, um, you know, those little packet things that you break and they keep your hands warm and stuff. You know, those little hand warmers, Mm -hmm. you can break and put them in your gloves or your shoes. I'm actually going to go to a certain area here in the area and maybe hand some of those out for the weekend. I, I just feel like, I really need to do something to give back before this cold front comes in. Not even anything compared to what you guys are dealing with, but 
we're not used to it out here. And there are a lot of people that have lost their homes because of the fires. And, um, you know, I just, you know, there's so many displaced people right now. I mean, not meaning that they're on the streets. There are some people that are in certain areas, but there are people that are in shelters and stuff. And I just think it's really important that we recognize that and give back however we can. So with that, have a beautiful weekend, guys. You too, Hal. Uh, you too. I'm going to play Falling. Here you go. Thank you so much.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 